Let's receive that night, shall we? Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. See, I'm slowly coming back. Oh, God, that reminds me of a Celine Dion song. It's all coming back to me now, but enough about that. So today, I was waiting in the queue because, you know, Ticketmaster, I don't think they'd like me saying this, but they've changed their little thing because, you know, ever since Taylor Swift and everything went to shit, Oh, so out of curiosity, I thought, oh, let me look. How much are these Beyonce tickets? For a nosebleed, it's 300 fucking dollars. Plus tax, I'm guessing almost 500 for for nosebleed, okay? Then, out of curiosity again, while I was at home, I looked at the tickets again. Nosebleed, even further back. $177 plus tax, 200 for nose bleed. I thought, you know, the money I could save for not going, perfect. Because if those of you who know me and have listened to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, welcome, by the way, on the regular, I'm a big Tool fan, and Tool is going on tour in the fall. So I'm sorry, but... Beyonce, I don't love you that much. Come on. <laughs> and Renaissance, it just wasn't as good as Lemonade. Let's get real. Let's get really real about that, all right? Um, first and foremost, I want to thank the people who have in public, you know, said that they hope I feel better. Thank you, LNC. I hope, you know, I wish we were all in, in the same area. It would be so fun. Um, but I'm really grateful to people who have just been wishing me well and, you know, but you know, I keep on going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. You know, I don't, I don't miss work. I don't because I have a job to do and I do love it. And, you know, that's the endorphins. And so, you know, you got to drink the tea and spray the back of the throat, get your minds out of the gutter. And, um... Take the necessary medication. Like I just took some NyQuil. And then when I wake up, I'm going to take some DayQuil. And, and, you know, you repeat the process until your the bottle is empty. You know, you don't, oh, I feel better now. Let me stop. First of all, um, I come from a line of people who either worked in a drugstore or were, you know, scientists and physicians and holistics and you stop until the bottle is empty okay just just say it um you don't you know until oh i feel better now doesn't work that way now if you don't feel better then of course you go to the doctor but enough about me let's get let's get over to queen b um interesting <coughs> First of all, tickets are going for, I'm guessing, a couple thousand dollars. And now I want to give a shout out to Tony of the LNC and Marty, two extremely strong women. Thank you. And um, I don't know about you, but, and we've talked about this. I like the music, but it's like an exclusive club. I'm not big on exclusive clubs. Maybe that's why I don't like the Kardashians. I'm not big on exclusive clubs. I'm all for inclusion. Everyone's invited to the party at the right price. 
okay, at the right price. All right. And um, it just feels, I don't want to see, if I say reductive, then I sound like Madonna and I don't wear a grill in my mouth. Although when they took the tooth out, I kind of sounded like I had a grill. Long story. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for just everyone being invited to the party. When I go see Tool, if I like take someone, at most two tickets is $600. I'm good with that since I'll probably be going by myself this fall. Um, you know, I'll pay what I need to, to see them. All right. That's, that's a lot different because I know that I can be up close versus nosebleed. First time I saw tool, you would consider it nosebleed, but I could still see them and I could still enjoy them. Okay. Second time I saw them, nosebleed again. But I could still see them and I could still enjoy them. All right? That's what you got to do for the right price. Okay? Yeah. It's always a memorable experience. Always. Now, yes, I know some of you are like, are you out of your mind? Beyonce versus Tool. Here's the thing. I have different standards. I like music. But if you're going to lip sync, and I know, oh, she doesn't lip sync. Sometimes she does. Then I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to see you. I want real live music. Okay? All right? That's the Dr. Zeus phone podcast, basically. I want real live music. All right? So, I mean, in concert, concert season is upon us. It's upon us. And, I mean, I think, let me see here. In terms of, okay, 2023, here we go. March, Depeche Mode. April, Gojira and Mastodon. June, yeah, yeah, yes. June, Janet Jackson. October aftershock four days I'm hoping tool does aftershock and then I'm good now I am tempted because Depeche Mode is always also playing San Francisco in December maybe maybe I mean that's that's a birthday gift for myself right there you know and people always don't know what to get me and it's like well I mean I could say well if you all just get me the Depeche Mode tickets <laughs> but I don't do that because I can get them myself um, see what a little tea and honey and lemon does. It's it's getting there. It's getting there. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful. Just for the health and vitality. And um, I know you keep coming back to the podcast. It's like, oh my god, film and music in five years. Last night we talked about three billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. Now I have to go back and watch it. I really do. Because, you know, I have to put my money or my mouth where my money is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Um. <laughs> so, for a treat, I'm going to play 
the reason why I said no to Queen Queen B. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, it's like, okay, you know, and I and I don't think I'm better than anybody. Oh, the restraint. There's a lot of restraint. There was a lot of restraint. I I have a lot of you know self control, and yeah. If I can um, Go into here Let's see I mean I can't play the music on the podcast Which is fine But I can play the interviews years after releasing their debut EP, Opiate, Tool disappeared without a trace. In a nutshell, their record company went broke and was taken over. The new executives didn't approach Tool about recording another album, despite the band's old contract stating they had seven months to do so. And so, Tool thought they were free agents. Tool began to make plans for the future, but when their new record company got wind of it, they sued for breach of contract. Tool sued back and years were eaten up in a lengthy court battle while the band kept busy on tours and other projects such as Maynard's side project, A Perfect Circle. It wasn't so much really a five-year wait. It was, you know, we made a record. We toured on it for about two years. Uh, got into some legal hassles. Uh, needed, a, needed a short break. Um, I started working with my roommate, Billy Howardell, on A Perfect Circle and that took off way more than we thought it was going to take off so I mean you kind of have to give it it's due so we just kind of use that as a use that as our break and uh, that was only for like nine months or a year so the the actual break that we took was when I was off with Perfect Circle and then we got right back to work and record's done we're keeping busy in our different ways you know we all have projects we have working on you know Adam's doing non-stop art, you know, and I'm always jamming with different friends and whatnot, you know, but, I mean, five years is a while, you know, when it goes by, I think of anything, we probably just learned a lot more about each other and how to get along and keep the band together, you know, this is a lot more than our, all of our contemporaries did, pretty much, who started out the same time as us, Rage, Helmet, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Every, pretty much everyone from that era is gone now except us. We just kind of, we kind of pulled the secret maneuver. None of them really did. <laughs> like a process of communication. Um, there's a 
whole band dedicated to the idea. It's called Circle Jerks. We all just got naked and uh, worked it out. Okay, tall. I'm a fan. I like it. I like progressive heavy metal. What can I say? Uh, you know, I like to disappear into their records, disappear into their own hole. And uh, uh, they don't do many interviews. Up and then I have to say, for being quite hard types, were you, were you nervous? Yeah, it's intimidating when you have to sit next to Maynard and Adam. You know, I think the last interview I read with Maynard, the last question was, "Why don't you do interviews?" And the answer was, "Because I find that most people on television who conduct interviews, to be self-important, they sit there and laugh at their own jokes. They try and be funny." And no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I heard you guys uh, went on at 8 p.m. Uh, and you didn't have a support act. So how long did you end up playing for? How long was the show? About 30 minutes. Right, nice. One song? In my mind. One song, right. Uh, no, we did, you know, almost two hours. Yeah? An hour and a half. What did you start with? What was the first track on the uh, show? I don't remember. Right. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, Rosetta Stone. Right, is it changed? Can you, can you, are you altering on this particular tour? Yeah, we'll switch it around a little bit. Yeah. You've got, I mean, a lot of songs that you can choose from now, and, uh, and those songs can, you know, you can stretch those out on the night. I know you don't necessarily stick to a particular format to each night. So, I mean, when it comes to choosing a set list, I mean, is it, do you, do you, do you rotate as to who gets a crack at doing that, or do you do it as a band? How does it work? Unfortunately, uh, in this first run, because it's been a while, we've been kind of basing it around my throat. Mm. So whatever I can get through for a set, and kind of get back into the groove. It's getting back um, in shape. Just singing, you know, straight is easy. Screaming all the way through a set is easy, but doing them both yeah. uh, is a real is a real tear up on your throat. Did you guys get a chance to see him? Have you seen him th 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 play the show, Guns N' Roses, on this particular run? I saw the first two songs at the. Yeah, that, those kind of thoughts we're not really too worried about. We're definitely our own worst critics, and we just try to go into our rehearsal space and be true to the chemistry that happens between the four of us when we get together in a room together with some noise-making instruments. In the business to your own ends, though, because you, 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 you're very good at building up anticipation for the albums. You've got a reputation for cancelling interviews at the last minute, not wanting to do interviews, stuff like that. Would you say you're a hard band to deal with? Is that true? No, not at all. Not if people want to find out about what we're doing, you know. Music and the art that we present, we're ready to share it with as many people as we possibly can. It's just when people try to... Sitting in the studio or sitting in front of a console, it seems like that would be the obvious place to sit down and write, but it's not really the place where ideas naturally come to you, you know? aspects of it but the live show is pretty massive because it combines everything yeah you're playing songs that you've already written but it's different every time you're trying to be excellent you know you're trying to express emotion you're realizing that you can play things differently each night you make different mistakes each night sometimes you discover things that you wish you'd recorded on the album like damn it and at the same time, you know, you're entertaining people and you're seeing how all of these things have come to fruition and this is really why you're doing it. You're actually giving something to the world. 
that you didn't you didn't really understand how to how to give it you know and you you were drawn to music that made you feel good but now you're playing this big show you realize that it all makes sense you know and this is what you're supposed to be doing and that makes you in turn that really pumps you up and makes you better at it you know something that's so subjective though you know there's no rules to it or whatever what vibrates in your soul i guess i mean it's it gets kind of metaphysical and weird at some point but it's it's really subjective too but any kind of esoteric subject like that it's it's so subjective it's hard those are the members of tool talking about their many different interests <clears throat> justin adam danny and maynard but at, you know, they come together and they bang it out in their tool. And that's why I've proven my point why I prefer them over Beyonce. Hey, I'll give it to you. The Lemonade record, that's a massive record. She really put her all into that. And there's no denying that. And maybe I should have seen her during the Lemonade record, but I didn't. I didn't. So, hey. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Oh, jeez. Something almost slipped. (laughs) And I have to go to sleep. Unpleasant dreams.